0: Hey folks, welcome in to Pro Football Ireland. Uh, well, sitting here on Friday evening, well, I hope you all know, everyone's a great weekend. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined by the one, the only, Jeffrey Aloisius Ryan. Well, Jeff, uh, happy training camp weekend. How you doing?
1: Hey, man, they're getting ready to get... Uh, they're already in camp. Some of the teams are already in camp, and everybody else is waiting to get in next week. Um... It's a great time for football. We're in the middle of our season in the CFL. The you know, XFL and USFL have now had their seasons, and the NFL season's right around the corner. So it's a great time to talk a little football because we've had a tremendous amount of, you know, kind of a late flurry of some interesting stories, Michael. We have.
0: Just before we start that, I have to contractually, I'm joking, let people know that there are two events in Belfast and Dublin. Uh, your man J coming to Belfast and I've got a Christian Scotland but he was coming to Dublin great guy met him in Phoenix I think people are going to really love both shows if you want Jeff to stand in a theatre and go bananas in January please come and see J it's, it's going to be a crack that's on the 3rd of August Uh, Christian is on the 31st of August and videos will pop up thank you for your support folks back to the topics it's, it's funny you're mentioning training camp right because I I'm, I know there's different stories going on in the league Man, I'm so ready for the Jets. Like, we are sitting here, at the time of recording, we're two weeks out from the Jets and Hard Knocks. Uh, Jets training camp started in earnest on Thursday. I'm, I'm just waiting for the, the
1: toys to be thrown out of the prom. Am I going to get what I want, Jeff? Well, I don't know. You know, it, it's uh, I heard last week that uh, it's going to be a kinder, gentler Hard Knocks than we've seen in the past, and that the Jets have said they do not want Hard Knocks in the coach's offices or general manager's office when a player gets cut. So we'll lose that, uh, that little bit of drama. And, you know, everybody loves to see a, see a car crash. (laughs) So I I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, you know, because those, those, those personal stories were so, you know, so interesting and, and so compelling. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit close to home because in the first time that the hard knocks was with the Jets back in the back in the Rex Ryan era, one of our offensive linemen from the University of Hawaii, Aaron Kia, was in training camp with the Jets. And they cut him and you know, it was a really, really difficult thing to watch. And it was very hard. you know, really disappointing for the player, obviously. Um, and I think that, you know, in the best interests of everybody, I think that, you know, this is probably an, a good thing to not have those cameras right in there when a guy's getting cut, because it's hard to, you know, I mean, it, think about it in our own lives, Michael, would you want somebody, you know, you're getting fired and and you're in the hmm. meeting where you get fired and, and they've got cameras rolling in there to try and get your reaction. So I'm kind of glad that that's going to be the way to handle it. I
0: think, I think that's a fair point. Like, you know, yeah, there, there, there's no call for that. I do feel though that the Jets must adhere to all our contractual agreements, and we will see
1: everything from Aaron well, Rodgers' case to Zach Wilson. And I, I don't think there's any question, you know, as long as you've got Aaron Rodgers there, you're going to get enough, you know, headlines. I mean, he he's a guy that speaks his mind. He's not a, he's not shy about you know what he believes in and and you know the things he stands for. He's he's already, I thought handled himself extremely well with the media and you know he's talking about he's talking sense really about you know how much they've got to kind of temper expectations because you know there are a lot of people that in new york particularly that have already said you know they're they're going to the super bowl well it's a lot that has to happen for that obviously obviously the schedule well yeah and i mean it, you know think about it that over that over that you know, schedule, that 17-game schedule, you've got to be able to stay healthy. You've got to, you know, everybody's going to face adversity during the course of a season. That's just a given. It's how you deal with it that I think matters. It was interesting to see them let go of Denzel Mims this week. And, you know, here was a guy that they craft yeah. extremely high and had tremendous hopes for a long-bodied receiver that never could quite fit in with the Jets. And, and they, you know, sent him to Detroit, and really, it was you know kind of a cut your losses kind of concept with letting that kid go. But he had become expendable because he's a fifth receiver and doesn't play special teams. And you know they went out and got Braxton Barrios, who will go into the slot. And you know, so I think it's interesting. It's there's no guarantees in this business, and certainly you know when you talk about drafting players, it's sometimes it's uh, you know throwing a throwing a dart at the dart board and uh you know i hope for the kid i hope he can resurrect his career in detroit
0: yeah bills cowboys patriots chiefs first four games play the eagles in week six as well for the jets that's going to be an interesting schedule and uh, we've got our asc east deep dive coming middle of next week both on youtube and on podcast form as well and um, jeff i have to mention this because i was at the shamrock bowl last weekend and it's the first time i've been able to talk about this uh Loads of people ask you to come to Limerick. I don't know what's going on there. TBC. Leave it with us. But people saying, "Uh, my, I'm trying to think." Of the people who's chatting, Kane chatting to Michael, saying they love they love listening to the podcast. Lo- love listening to you. So thanks for everyone for their support. But the reason I mentioned the Shamrock, great day as well. But for people in the UK as well that might not be into the Irish domestic game, this is why I mentioned this. This place was five hours away from my house. And I got into the car at six thirty and drove back up. Great day, great crack. I looked at my phone, Jeff. Within twenty minutes, and on a Sunday, Hopkins had the, the you know, the the, the non decency to like this whole thing. I I couldn't stop the car. I was on the motorway, so the whole Hopkins thing went down. And I was like, "Really? Is this happening right now?" And we we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So I'll very quickly say this: I'm surprised.
1: You know, look you know, who he was, and uh, yeah, you know, I I I am too, Mike, because I really thought that the Patriots more than any team made sense to me because they needed help. They need a dynamic guy at wide receiver, and he certainly is that. Um, you know, they had the they have the cap space, they had the opportunity to do all those things, and to see him go to Tennessee, I'm I'm for if you're a Titan fan, hey, what a what a great addition to a team that's really uh, I think you know always a threat to be in the playoffs I think they're extremely well coached I think Brable you know knows what he's doing with his staff they, they run the ball well um, you know again just I think really uh, you know he, and we're going to talk about the AFC East and I thought that that was a big get that the Patriots had to make and they weren't able to pull it off Hop goes to Tennessee he's going to make the Titans I think the you know the favorite now in that division uh, because that's another huge weapon. Since they lost AJ Brown, that offense was not nearly as dynamic. I think when you pair him in an offense where he's going to see a lot of single coverage outside because you got to play eight man fronts to stop the run, that he could have a tremendous year. And and again, everybody talks about inability to get him the football. I don't I don't buy into that. And I think you know I think the problem with their passing game frankly, had been that they just weren't dynamic enough outside of receiver. So uh, he certainly is going to add that to Tennessee. We've got a few questions come up in a second. We we really appreciate
0: everybody getting the questions in. It it, it means an awful lot to Jeff, and it means an awful lot to myself. There's multiple training camps that have either started or are starting tomorrow on a Saturday. For example, the Jets got underway yesterday. Patriots got underway today on Friday. The Bengals get underway tomorrow. Uh, some teams, like the Steelers, starting July the 26th. Uh, but, you know, most teams getting underway. And, it, look, Jeff, the, the crack starts. The crack starts now, baby. We're a mere few weeks out from the preseason. And it's it's that exciting time. Of it. You know, you've got the, the Browns against the Jets in, in the Hall of Fame game on the 3rd of August. And then we go into a four-week stretch of games in the preseason. And we're almost there. And it's... It, it feels glorious I mean there there is that real excitement Jeff again that we have and and I think we can see that in just the questions that everybody is getting in I'm going to put it on the screen now you can sense I'm so good at making up time there let's see anyway Jeff questions are you ready Jeff? Are you ready? yep the family. good to go right Roger who is from Belfast hi Roger how's it going are there signs that Russell Wilson could turn things around for the Broncos this season? That's a really interesting question because the answer would make you a millionaire if you knew what the answer was, Jeff.
1: Well, I think there's there's signs because I think they're gonna have a better coaching staff. He's gonna be you know, he's gonna be in an offense that, you know, Sean Payton has been in for years. They understand it. He's got a great he's assembled a great coaching staff. Uh I I think that, you know, Payton will obviously respect Russell Wilson and his history and his, you know, all he's done in the league, but he's not going to be the guy that basically was. If you if you look at that situation last year, there was just so much going on where you almost you almost question like who was the boss in the deal. And there is no question that Sean Payton's the boss, and he has a history of getting the best out of quarterbacks. And you know, Russell, I think, still has enough gas in the tank. And I think that he will bounce back this year. The the problem that the, you know, I see with the Broncos is you're just in a really, really, really tough division. And, you know, you've got to have to get elite quarterback play. How much better Russell Wilson will play, we will see. But I certainly think that offense will be better than it's been, and he'll perform at a much higher level than he did last year.
0: Philip from the UK. Thank you for your question, my mom. Does Jeff Reimold think Jordan Love has what it takes to take the Packers?
1: Wait for it, Jeff. To I, the this Super Bowl, be one of the fastest. Super Bowl, Jeff. No, I don't think. Again, ooh, tap the brakes there a little bit. Let's. I think he's going to first of all, he's going to have to get this team to the playoffs. Now, when you look at the Packers, and we talked about the Packers when we talked about the NFC North, you know they're good enough on defense if they play, you know, to their capabilities offensively, I think, you know, they're going to lean on the running game and keep it simple for the quarterback, not require him to do as much as they ask Aaron Rodgers to do. I think that's good coaching. I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air. Whether this kid with as little experience as he has and as little NFL game time as he's had, it's going to be a growing season for him. And it's they're going to be growing pains. He's going to have one of those – he'll have some games where, you know, I'm sure we're going to see multiple interceptions, but I think you're also going to see that this guy has a tremendous amount of ability. And, you know, again, I think it's important for everybody to realize that he's very young. And, I mean, did not have a great body of work in college. He was, you know, played during the COVID time and, I mean, all that craziness, and then came and has sat for basically his whole NFL career. Now it's his opportunity. How will he grasp that? You know, will will be an exciting thing to watch.
0: Yeah, the Super Bowl comment was interesting, but I, I look, we, we appreciate it. Now, there was one that got a lot of, uh, you, you may not have seen it because the guy's account is on it, locks. Do you remember the guy in Belfast that rolled into the pub and showed you his leg? Do you remember that? Yeah. Adrian asked us the question. Hi, Adrian. How's it for him? Simple. Is Cam Newton a Hall of famer like Adrian if you're looking at the video right now mate, Jeff I mean where where do we start with this I mean if he had won Super Bowl 50 is that a bit more out of in conversation or what
1: well I think I think you know that's really an interesting question and um you know I think that when you look at his career and he did he was an MVP he did some amazing things he brought he took a Carolina team to the Super Bowl didn't play particularly well in the super bowl um you know but i do think that while he was an elite level player to to me to say he's a hall of fame player that would be a reach that would be a stress for me um you know i don't think and it's and it's sad really because i think injuries took their toll on his career and you know uh the way it ended up you know in new england and uh you know just seeing him a shell of what the player he was because when he came into the national football league he was a you know, incredible talent big strong threw the deep ball extremely well was a threat to run the football had charismatic leadership abilities um and a fun guy to watch and then as the injuries kind of took their toll uh, i i don't you know he's like I say he's kind of a shell of what he was early in his career, and I don't think he had the longevity that it would take to be a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Yeah, let's let's round up this podcast with a, a very interesting and frankly, quite a current topic that I think people will be interested in. As they go into their weekends here, Saquon Barkley they missed the franchise tag deadline, and then an interview. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this video on social media, but an Reed, Reed, is- he says, "Do I have to? Do I have to take the season off to show you how much value I am?" And that and that was ten days old, and that that's why I'm buttoned in and that, that 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 interview was ten days old, and you know you've seen Jeff the the look in his face when he said it. That guy looks fed up. Do you think he is? I don't want to be rude and say one here, but do you think he is? He is maybe. Maybe trying to play a game here to get a bit more money. You know, you're looking at a situation where there's reports that he was offered up to nineteen and a half million dollars guaranteed at week seven of the buy last season, and now apparently they're one or two million off. They now, folks, in case you're interested, they cannot negotiate more than a one-year deal. And for all the good, the great work that Brian Dable and Sheehan have done over the last twelve months, Jeff, this is a major issue. Yeah, I feel like it's not
1: being talked about enough. Well, I, I think it's really interesting to see how they're basically the running backs who are out there looking at franchise tags. I'm talking about Austin Eckler. I'm talking about Josh Jacobs, and certainly Saquon. They've kind of banded together to publicly, you know, complain about the fact that they are underpaid. And you know, I, I think I think it was Saquon that that said, "I want it, I want to know why." running backs are not getting paid the way they feel they should get paid. And the fact of the matter is, you know, you just got to understand it's a supply and demand economics league. It's a, you know, Mm -hmm. league that's now become over 60% throw. It's a league that doesn't, you know, the everything in the NFL is goes in cycles, right? There was a time when you had, you know, a bell cow back. You had you know, a Ricky Bell, you had a Walter Payton, you had John Riggins, you had one guy that was your featured guy. Well, those days are gone now because, you know, if you lose a bell cow, then, you know, who do you got behind him? And I think the thing now, everybody's into running back by committee. Um, you know, Derek Henry's kind of a throwback to the old days, but he's paid that way. Um, yeah. And as as the running game gets less and less emphasis, The running back is obviously going to get fewer and fewer dollars because you got to have a quarterback. You got to protect the quarterback, so you better have a left tackle. You better have a a, you know dynamic wide receiver. And there's only so much money to go around inside the cap. So obviously the, the running back position has taken a hit. And those guys who are you know elite level backs, you know you talk about Eckler. All he does is get the ball in the end zone, but you know they don't have the bargaining power. You know. The quarterbacks have the bargaining power. The left tackles have the bargaining power. You know, the the dynamic wide receivers have the bargaining power, and that's just the way that, you know, the game's played now. Same's true, you know, the same, Mike, you look at it, we'll go the other side of the ball. Same's true at linebacker. Once upon a time, you know, the linebacker was your highest paid guy on defense. Now you're looking at paying, you know, edge rushers, corners, guys that affect the game more than the linebacker can do you think we're going to see a quick
0: sort of, you know, roundup to this? We're we're talking about a situation where he, he can sit out the whole camp. He can have his pay top down to around half a million dollars per game missed, but it's more so in my opinion, Jeff. Like this is huge. They have paid Daniel Jones. There is a real sense of optimism in New York now, and Barkley. Look, I I. I except what you're saying. I, I agree, it's supply and demand, but I, I feel for the guy because he is, you know, his, his career is with that team. And I feel that running backs should get a bit more respect. You know, I really, really do. And I feel like, you know, at the time of recording, look at Dalvin Cook. I think it's crazy. I, and I know we'll talk about the AFC East and in our next pod, and maybe we'll see him in New England, but it's just, it's bananas to me that we're sitting here at the end of July and Dalvin Cook is not signed. And Segovia can't negotiate a deal with his team. Whatever Joe Shane has said to him that they will work something out, and it still hasn't happened. Do you think he'll play the season in New York?
1: I, I think he'll play. I think you know, for an NFL player to take a season off, number one, it's really expensive. I mean, it costs you a lot of money. Number two, uh, you know, it when just talking about the the Giants and Dable and this coaching staff and all the People in the front office and every Giants fan. This is not the kind of distraction you want going into training camp. Mm-hmm. This is not what you want in a team where you're trying to battle to get, you know, they, they've got to get past Philadelphia and Dallas, right? And so they need all hands on deck and they need everybody focused and going in the same direction. Right now, it's obvious it's not that case. And, you know, the same can be said in every one of those situations, where the Raiders with Jacobs and wherever. Dalvin, and Dalvin Cook's got some other issues off the field that have come up in the last couple of days that are going to make his situation a little bit more interesting. So, you know, that's all part of the deal, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, Bill Polian said to me one time, he said, "My number one job as the GM, but he's a longtime GM of both uh, the Bills and and built championships teams in in Buffalo and in Indianapolis." He said, "Is to create economic harmony in the locker room." And you know there is not economic harmony in the locker room right now in New York with the Giants. There's not w- with the Raiders, and there's not you know with the Chargers out in LA because of you know these three high-profile running backs complaining about you know the contracts.
0: I, I fully agree, and just to say, yeah, there, there is obviously news with Dalvin Cook the last few days. I think, and of course, and I can see why. He may not sign for some, you know, for a team for a while now. I will say I thought he would have been one of the first guys picked up, and it shows you the market. Though even a few months ago, Jeff, we are going to talk AFC East for our next podcast, which is coming out in the middle of next week. So you're talking the last week in July, and then we are back from the second of August. With uh, with you, have you any plan yet? are we going to go through camp, and are are we going to fly around camp like Neil does, or? Is that not
1: no, in our budget? No, I, I, budget I obviously, plan. you know, I've got to coach a season yet, but, uh, I certainly think that we're going to be able to get some inside look at what's going on around the training camps and, you know, who's doing what I know that, for example, Cole Beasley had a workout this week and, you know, there's a possibility he might see him signed. Uh, that's just kind of where we're at right now as teams get into training camp and take a look at who they got. There's still some, there's still some pretty good football players out on the street that, uh. You know would be veterans that teams would you know bring in if they feel like they have a need it's all of that and more as we go through training camps who played well in the preseason games i love the preseason games mike because you get a chance to see you know the young kids perform for the first time in the national football league and you know i know you don't see much out of the veterans but you know that's that's because you don't want to expose them to injury and and you get get the kids the young guys an opportunity to play
0: Big game tonight for you with the Tiger Cats going up against the
1: Toronto Ar- Argonauts. Is that correctly? Toronto, yeah. And Toronto is this is a, this is a huge game for us because they're forty five minutes up the road. Uh, this is an, this is the hundredth time that our two teams have met each other tonight. It'll be here in Tim Hortons Field. It's sold out. Um, these two teams don't like each other, and you know again, they like to don't, they like to dislike each other. <laughs> Best way I can say it. it be, it'll be a great environment in the stadium tonight.
0: Finally, your model of Murphy's playing in the all around final this Sunday for for have,
1: have you any mention for him or the lads go up against Limerick? Just well, I just think easier. that you know they, they I hope that they play well. And, you know, I hope that they, you know, to beat Limerick and and it'd be a big game, you know, and and uh, it's actually, it's it's actually been fun to kind of kind of check up on those guys all through the sea all through the season and uh I'm becoming more and more you know Irish as we go through this Mike I mean it's unbelievable and uh you know we get so many great questions from the Irish and English fans and you know all the way people all the way back to Hawaii and just keep those questions coming if we don't answer them on the show I'll try and answer them on Twitter as we go through but certainly I think We're going to have to have a show a week, it sounds like Michael, that's dedicated solely to, you know, questions from the fans because they're asking great questions. It's a, it's amazing how well-educated and well-versed the fans around the world are. You know, it used to be that the Americans would always say, well, they don't know, what do they know about football? Hey, you find out when you do a podcast like we do that, you know, their fans all over the world know a great deal about football, their football teams and, and. You know the players in in the league.
0: Big shout out to everyone that's interactive with the show uh, at Jeff underscore Rainbow at Michael underscore NFL at NFL Ireland. Good luck to one this weekend. Same colors as Hamilton. Good luck to you tonight, Jeff CFL Plus. If you're listening in, folks, have a great weekend. Chat to you soon, Jeff. Mahalo. Aloha.